0: Hello and welcome back to our devotions on the Psalms. Today I will reflect on Psalm 100. Psalm 100 is a very joyful, joyous psalm. And those of you who might have heard my podcast on Tuesday might be thinking that I'm somewhat schizo. One day I'm talking about the great pain and anguish of a man who is helpless against his son who has become his enemy. And today I'm talking about making a joyful noise, shouting to the Lord. Something must be wrong. And yet, when you think about it, these were all written by David, one day full of angst and pain and suffering, and crying out to the Lord for help, the next day shouting for joy to the Lord. You see, the reality is such is life, that throughout our passage through life, There are moments of great sadness, of great anguish, even of fear and anxiety. But at the same time, sometimes even on the same day, sometimes on a day just shortly after that, there is great joy. And so Psalm 100 coming with Psalm 3 isn't really that unusual. But let's look at Psalm 100 now and then let's reflect on it. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the many moments of exuberation, the many moments of exhilaration and, fr- and joy. We thank you, Lord, that even through difficult moments, there will be times in the day where we can shout for joy to you because we are your people, sheep of your pasture, cared and loved for by you. And so, God, even as we reflect on what it means to celebrate, we ask, that your Spirit will give us real celebration in our hearts. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 100, a psalm for giving grateful praise. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I have several things, reflections to make on this psalm. The first is that we always have cause to celebrate. Even in bad times, even through a day that may have been difficult, there, is, there will always be opportunities to celebrate. Why? Because we belong to God. We are sheep of his pasture. We are people who are dearly loved by God. And so even if there are hard incidents, even if throughout a day there may be pain, as we train our eyes to look out for blessings, we will discover that we will still always be loved by God. And so this exercise that I commonly use and encourage people to use is to think of all the blessings throughout the day. Usually you start right at the beginning of the day when you wake up and then you say a prayer first and ask God to open your eyes to see the blessing. And it's best to go chronologically so you won't miss many things, but you could do it different ways. Just think of all the good things. But throughout that day, at your loneliest moment, did you find a friend perhaps who gave a call to you, who spoke to you, who texted you? Did you at some point feel God pouring his love into our hearts in a very mysterious and unexplainable way that suddenly you just felt God loving you deeply? Or perhaps someone is opposing you and then you notice a softening of his heart some of you love nature. As you look out the window, or as you take a walk, or as you walk to the bus, or walking home. Do you notice the sky, the trees, the birds, the stars? Are there things that you are really that really capture your attention and bring joy to you? Could be a surprise phone call. It could be an inspiration at work. A friend of mine who was a very senior student went back to the university when she was pretty old, said that she had such great difficulty writing her essays, but each time she paused to pray, she found that there was an insp- inspiration, that her writing was inspired, and she realised then how close God is when he helps her in the work. Or could you have perhaps received a gift or treat from a friend or an answered prayer? If you were to pause and start thinking back of all that had happened from the beginning of the day with the humorous moments, moments that lightened the heaviness in your life. As you go think through the day, you may discover so many reasons to celebrate, and then we can shout to the Lord again. But the second thought is not just about events in our lives, But it's about us ourselves, whether we are even able to see and whether our emotions have very much been suppressed. One of the biggest issues about leading difficult lives is that we often suppress our feelings. We don't want to feel sad anymore, we want to protect ourselves. But neither as we protect ourselves and build walls around our emotions and our hearts, we can also no longer shout for joy and feel the exhilaration of God blessing us. I think that's a bigger problem. One of the biggest and best gifts I believe that God gives us is the gift of tears. Tears not to cry just when we are sad, but tears when we are happy. And along with that gift of, or deeper than just the gift of tears, is the gift of a heart set free, a healed heart or healed emotions. You see, as I said earlier, many of us have stopped being able to feel. We don't want to feel sad anymore. Don't want to, and because of that, we can't feel happy at all either. Sometimes you can only feel angry, anger all the time. But God can heal our hearts. Let me tell you the story of Jack. Jack was a, one of the most vicious gang fighters. And Of course, he ended up in jail for gangsterism and gang-related issues, including fighting and causing grievous hurt. Jack had a very hard life, and he had been so hardened that he could feel nothing except anger. Even when his beloved mother died, and he was in jail then, and he was brought to her funeral in shackles, he did not shed a tear. Nor did he shed a tear when his wife left him. His heart had become very hard. But what it manifested in was violence and Jack fought often in prison and one day after several he had he was put in separation um separation um cell uh a number of times and one day in that isolation cell, it's just a Spartan cell that has no windows and the lights are regulated, so one doesn't know day from night, and one is left alone and there the Holy Spirit came upon him in a powerful way, and spoke to him, broke his heart, and then started healing. Something crazy happened after. After Jack came out from the punishment cell, what what it was a separation cell, his heart had become so tender, so full of the love of God, that every time he thought about it, he would just break down and cry. Even when the name of Jesus was mentioned, he would just break down and cry and um, weep uncontrollably, full of love and full of joy. Of course, that was terribly embarrassing for him because no prisoner would ever want to be caught shedding tears, much less a gang fighter. So people, of course, started laughing at him. I mean, he had become a sissy. But on hindsight, he said maybe that helped him to leave his gang much more easily because no gang would want a sissy to be a crybaby to be a gang fighter. But Jack couldn't help it. Each time he thought about God or each time the name of Jesus was mentioned, he would just break down in deep emotion and start weeping. Weeping for joy, weeping with the love of God. Now, Jack wanted very much to um, join us for chapel. But because he was considered a high risk prisoner, he was not allowed to join because, well, chapels are run by civilians. And prison authorities, of course, classified him as unsafe to be mixed with civilians. And so for one year, he applied almost every month. He would ask to be allowed to go for chapel. It was denied. Finally, after watching his behaviour for a year, the prison allowed him to attend chapel. And that week, I was at chapel too. And as Jack stood there and shared his testimony, once again, he just broke down and started weeping full of joy and full of love. And the way he worshipped God the first time he entered chapel was for so much joy, exuberance. He was shouting and, and just crying and singing to God. And as I watched him, I reflected over the way I worshipped God in church, totally emotionless, sometimes tired, sometimes feeling very sien. And I thought of Jack how much joy filled his heart when he was allowed to come to the house of God. And that brings me to this subject of emotions in worship. First of all, ask God for the healing of your emotions. Ask God to set your heart free, no longer to be just pounded by one emotion, anger or tiredness, but to be full of feeling for different emotions whether it's joy or sadness or pain or grief, allow God to heal that heart and let you feel once again. The second thing is this, that sometimes we are able to feel, but we feel more embarrassment in church than joy and love for God. You know, there are times when, I'm sure you would because I do, when I get to worship and I'm so full of emotion, so full of love for God, or joy at what God is doing, that I want to dance, I want to raise my hands, I want to kneel down, I want to fall on my face and say, God, I love you so much. But you know what? People may think that I'm so wayang, so drama mama, you know, pray, worship God also fall on your knees and fall on your face. No, we are not going to have all that drama, I'd rather stand still, but Think about it, that's drama too. Standing still and pretending that you're not touched by anything, refusing to shed a tear. Now that takes a lot more drama, don't you think? A lot more practice. To push our emotions down, our emotions of love for God, our emotions of joy, our emotions of worship, and just stand still with our hands in our pockets and pretend that God hasn't touched us. That too is very sad. I look for the day when our love for God, our joy for God in our hearts is far greater than our wanting, not to sh- wanting to show that we are not moved by anything so nobody will look at us, so we will not be embarrassed. I look to the day when we can worship God and feel freely to fall our- on our knees and cry to God or to tell God how much we love Him or to raise our hands or even to dance in church simply because God has touched our lives. And we want to shout for joy, we want to give thanks, we want to truly worship God. How I look forward to that day when we will no longer be controlled by our inhibitions as we worship our God, but will freely express our hearts the way the psalmist expresses himself when he comes to the house of the Lord, or the way Jack expressed himself when he was allowed to come for chapel to worship God. That would indeed be an exciting day, wouldn't it? Because I'm sure that many of us feel that way, that we feel we want to worship God for full of joy and excitement and deep emotions. But we are self-conscious and we are worried what people will say and think that we're just being melodramatic. Maybe not. Maybe that's the way, really, express our love for God. Think about this then and maybe loosen yourself a bit so you don't fall on your knees but you could raise your hands, you could shake a little, dance a little and feel the rhythm. Or you might sit down and talk to God and cry to God and slowly go on your knees and worship God even at a worship service. That would be a huge breakthrough. Well, that's all I have for devotions today, actually. But that God allows us to celebrate, to celebrate the things that He has done for us, to celebrate His love for us. We ask then for God to heal our hearts. Let us pray. Father, allow us to know that we are indeed your people, the sheep of your pasture, beloved of yours. Allow us to know then that there will be times when you'll pour your spirit into our hearts and cause uplifting a cry, an overflow of your love in us. That there are also times even in our most miserable moments when you send blessings to us, blessings of friends, blessings of answered prayer, blessings of inspiration. Help us not to be blind to these things, but to see your hand upon us because we are sheep of your pasture. And Lord, that we may know how to celebrate and dare to celebrate with great joy. We ask then, Lord, set our hearts free, free from our inhibitions, free from our self-consciousness, that we may indeed express to you how we really feel about you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to make two announcements. The first announcement is to talk a little about joining the children's ministry. Our church is really looking to ministering to children. Children of our members, children from the neighbourhood, various children. You know, it's so necessary for children to have more adults than just their parents journey with them. But to have adults who love them become their uncles and aunties who talk to them, who will guide them. We are looking for each of you, members of our church, to join in that. You may say you're not trained in theology or whatever. Don't worry, just talk to our children's ministry staff, our chairperson, and then we will explore, explore with you how you can help. Our church also has done a lot of props and exciting children's things. If you were to come visit our church on Sunday, you can take a peek. They're now, already now in November, they're preparing for the children's return in January. Can you imagine that? And the props are just gorgeous. Just take a look at it. So if you're great at uh, art and craft and woodwork and things like that, uh, we need you as well. Um, so, encourage many of you to join us at Children's Ministry uh, and see how you can serve in this. The second thing that we are starting are interest groups. Now, interest groups are to, an informal way, you know, different from small groups where we meet to disciple each other. Interest groups are very informal ways of gathering and developing friendships. I believe that, or we believe, that as we develop friendships, we are also able to share more from our hearts. And so we want a mix of Christians and those who have not come to the faith yet, because as we understand each other's hearts, we can share with each other. It's not an aggressive evangelistic movement. Rather, it is us having experienced and tasted the goodness of God, getting to know others, sharing their problems, sharing their struggles, and then helping them to see That even as we go through problems, we have a God who is our shepherd and our comforter, and who guides us and provides and protects us even through our difficult journeys. And to introduce this God, our Lord Jesus Christ, to those who do not know him. And so we want interest groups like that, so that people will come, we develop friendships, we get to know each other's lives, and then we share about our experiences with our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the first interest group that will be introduced in December will be a cycling group. Go check out our website. Um, We'll have the announcement on the website um, for cycling group. Eventually, we hope to have other groups like the baking groups and arts groups and all that, all for the same purpose, that we come to make friendships so that we can encourage each other, so that we can help each other journey and know our Lord Jesus Christ. So take note of these two things, children's ministry and interest groups. And then I look forward to seeing you all on Sunday again. God bless you.